Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It is a huge episode. We're still in Tahoe at Squaw Valley hanging out. Ashley, thank you so much for coming to Bachelor Live on stage last night. It was so much fun. It's pure two hours of entertainment. I think the best part of the show is if you love The Bachelor, when you come to Bachelor Live on stage, you've got to expect for the whole season to be condensed down to two hours. And so you hopefully see some type of connection made from start to finish within a two-hour show. We talked a lot about Bachelor Live on stage last episode. Go, make sure you go check out our Valentine's Day special where we ask some ridiculous questions to some of Bachelor Nation's favorite couples, including Ashley and Jared. So the part of us being together in Tahoe meant that we got to watch the episode together, together this weekend, and it was so much fun. 
doing it as a group wild and i like love that i was able to look at you in the middle of certain yeah. parts and be like oh we're talking about that oh i can't believe that just happened uh, i haven't watched as a group in a long time because when i do watch as a group you yeah. can barely hear anything mm-hmm. and we need to pick up all these little nuances yeah I but agree. it was actually fun and f- somehow we were able to really pick up on everything i actually think ashley and i might be wrong i'm just gonna throw it out there and see what you think um in the two and a half years that we've done this podcast, was last night the was like no, it wasn't last night. This weekend we watched the episode. Was it the very first yeah. time we've ever watched an episode together? Yeah, I think it actually is something we should try wild? to do more often. It was fun, and it was actually like I, I do get a little annoyed sometimes. Like in all events, watching sports with people or Eve, like watching the bachelor because you need to hear it but when we watched together people were screaming yelling like i see why people get so invested in the show now yeah it's it's fun it's a team sport it's a team sport well (laughs) ashley this is a huge episode let's pause here take one break when we come back we're gonna dive into dissecting this episode from start to finish and trust me this episode had action had drama had confusion from start to finish. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us, they burned us, and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We start out on the very first hometown date with Hannah and somebody, Ashley, at this point in the season, it's now time for us to to pause to understand who's left and we can really start to dissect their stories with The Bachelor, which in this case is Peter. Hannah Ann has, I would say, been one at the beginning I thought had a good chance, but yet kind of disappeared, kind of got on the fringe of like, wait, is she going to be the villain? And then kind of was quiet for a few weeks. And now we still see her around. What's your thoughts on Hannah Ann? My thought is that like, I get why why he likes her, but I don't see him falling in love with her. And it seemed like he was very anxious last night to say, I'm falling in love with you. And it was crazy that he was like down to say that because her dad clearly said 
do not say mm. this to my daughter unless basically she's the one like unless you 100% no doubt feel it so like he likes her enough you're telling me that after that conversation with the dad he likes her enough to do it he it, loves her enough that would be my that would be my take if i just had last night in a microcosm to review i would have watched the dad's conversation with peter how intentional the dad was by saying peter i'm not going to close this door on you like i'm not totally against this but just know if this is not a pretty much what i took from this was if this is not a for sure thing please don't tell my daughter this and i get this from my own experience i've been there like those words matter and then he just you know closes the door you know he walks out of the house two steps closes the door and says it (laughs) so in my take ashley if i were to sit here tonight today with you without knowing anything else i would say hannah ann is the front runner I guess so. Right? Based on that, we would have to say the intentionality of the conversation and then how quickly he responded by saying, Hey, Ann, your dad told me not to say this unless you're the one. I, But I'm falling for you. But he knows that his feelings for Madison are stronger. We don't know that right now. Oh, I don't we know. We cannot assume that. Based on Coming this. Coming off of last week, I think that the dude knows I'm that saying Madison just on that one. conversation. And how Peter responded, we have to say Hannah Ann's a front runner. Just to preface this whole uh, breakdown of the episode, the dates on Hometowns are great. They're fine. I don't think we get to know a lot about the person. No, like before we get to the house? No, the house. No, like we don't even talk about that. Yeah, the house is what matters. So we start out hot. I know last night when we were watching the episode, we we were freaked out. (laughs) We both, this is the first time we looked at each other. We're like, holy cow. And I wonder, and we don't know this yet. This could either be, I will say this, and and everybody knows that I've been a proponent of Peter all season. I think he's a nice guy. I think the contestants overwhelmed him. I think he really wants to see this work. I think we need to still root for Peter. I will say this. Mark my words. The decision Peter made last night after having the conversation with Hannah Ann will either go down as the most beautiful moment of the season or his worst mistake. His worst. We already saw a worse mistake later in the episode. We're not there yet. I will say, <laughs> I will say that when a dad looks at you, or any family member looks at you and says, "Please do not say this to my daughter unless it is the real thing," and then you respond by saying it, it either will be a beautiful moment for us to celebrate and go, "That's when we recognized it," or if he doesn't choose Hannah Ann at the end, we'll say, "That was a really terrible decision." And I and I speak from this not in judgment because I've been there. I've made a similar mistake in my life on this experience. Yeah. And I know the emotions of how that feels. I'm saying for my own mistakes and that I've learned from it and looking back on, it will either be a great moment or a really, really hard moment. Okay. So I'm going to just not agree with you here. Cool. Because I think there's going to be – I think him – You know, I know I'm skipping ahead, but I think him keeping Victoria is like – you're right, maybe not morally as much of a mistake as it is just to like talk to a girl's dad and then say it. But I think that the drama ahead, based on the scenes for the next episode, allude to me that he makes a bigger mistake. We don't, but Ashley, what I'm saying is we don't know. I don't, this we yet. don't know. I know. You're talking about in this episode. What we know so far leading up to this point. Without assuming anything. We cannot assume anything of how this plays okay, out. no assumptions. We, at this point, <laughs> that's where we're at. Moving on then, uh, we get in the next home date, hometown date, which was? Uh, it was uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. 
I think at this point we pretty much knew that unless at this point we're watching the episode chronologically, Mm -hmm. it felt like Kelsey definitely had the least amount of connection with Peter outside of everybody else, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess we're at that point. You're still a Kelsey fan. I don't know. I don't know. I think that based on what, yeah, you know, I I don't know. Because watching them versus watching Hannah Ann and him, I feel more of a a connection between him and Kelsey than him and Hannah Ann. Why is that? You felt like that the whole season. You've been a Kelsey supporter, really. Well, yeah, because I get her because she's such a crier. She's so expressive about her emotions. She's so, like, shamelessly open about it. So I like her because of that, but I also feel like he's the kind of guy that really connects to women who show emotion. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like like two weeks ago, he was asking Hannah Ann to show him more. And this in this episode, like he's falling in love with her. Like, I just don't know where like this came about. I did actually, and I, I don't know if it will be a popular opinion or not. I really did enjoy Kelsey and Peter's date at the wine. I thought the wine thing was really fun. I thought it was mm-hmm. a good date. It was mm-hmm. a fun idea. I think it'd actually be a great group date uh, on the season if everybody stood inside and made some wine. Maybe mm-hmm. they've done it. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe they have done it. Um, then we go to the, the the home, which we've learned about Kelsey's home life uh, really throughout the season. And, and The dad co- thing didn't come up. The dad thing didn't come up, which was surprising to me because it was such a, a powerful moment for their relationship early on in the season. Yeah, wait. Thinking about that, that's so crazy. You would think that they would have had some play on the dad during hometowns after she did that big reveal to him last week about how she's in touch with him, but her mom doesn't know yet. So that part was intriguing to me. Not because I need to get into their family business. And as a viewer, I don't... But like, if I was Peter, and if I'm Kelsey, I'm walking into that house going... What is the dynamic? Like, I want to ask some of the questions to understand how the mom feels. Yeah, what was that? The stepdad? Well, we don't know. Was it? I don't know. It was the stepdad. Tori says it is. Yeah, it's the stepdad. So I, I think Kelsey's hometown date was done beautifully, but it felt like it fell short compared to the others. Okay. Fair I, enough? Yes, fair enough. Fair enough. So at this point in the episode, um, just to make this as simple as possible for everybody listening and for ourselves, we have a hometown date with Hannah Ann and a hometown date with Kelsey. Hannah Ann's hometown date, I thought, felt emotional. It felt like it pulled at the heartstrings. It felt like Hannah Ann, maybe for the first time all season, was authentically looking at Peter and going, I don't want to lose you. I think the rest of the time it was kind of this confusion, like, I really am falling for you. I like you a lot. I think I think I might love you, but I don't know. I thought at the hometowns it maybe hit her that this guy is somebody she doesn't want to lose. Okay. I really wish that I could feel this. I don't, you feel, don't feel it. it. I don't feel Hannah Ann's connection to him at all. Tori, I think I need another girl's perspective. Are you feeling are you are you feeling at all? About uh Peter and, and Hannah Ann. Hannah do you Ann? feel any connection? And this is not me like mean girling her because at the beginning of the season I didn't love her. Producer Tori, uh, who is uh, kindly engineering and editing this podcast <laughs> here in Tahoe, is sitting here uh, with a response. I haven't felt a connection from the beginning. That's just me. I also will say though, I don't know if the person asked because I don't feel a connection with any of these girls. I, I feel a connection. I feel like he has a connection. So- Obviously, with Victoria F, but and then which is weird, which we is a weird one. one. And then we, I obviously feel like he has a connection with Madison. I think Hannah Ann. It's like 
he loves his his little Alabama girls. Yeah. You know, and, and she's endearing and she's sweet and she's beautiful. But I don't think he really I don't interpret it as like he sees her as his wife. He sees her as like she's this really cute girl and like we're doing this together. Yeah, he's a, she's a really cute girl that he'd like to date. But like, I don't think that he has like this overwhelming emotion for her. But I guess I'm wrong considering he's saying I'm falling in love with you. Well, yeah. And I will say, though, his his letter, the list of things he loves about her was sweet of him to do. Yes. It was sweet, and it's a gesture that like he didn't need to do. Right. I, I will say that from personal experience on the show, is that had to be his choice. Yeah, He had to be sitting there going, I want to offer Hannah Ann something, and this was his choice to do, which is a very, very good moment. Moving on then from the Hannah Ann and Kelsey. And Kelsey, yeah. We get into really the pivotal moments of this episode. We've all been interested in Madison's storyline. We felt like a lot of us that Madison had the most genuine uh, relationship with Peter and probably the best potential to be with Peter long-term after this experience. We mm-hmm. felt like that for really weeks since Ever? week one. Yeah. It's a lot of times our listeners have been writing us like crazy saying that she is the only one that they have felt any connection with, that any type of like rooting for mm-hmm. in this whole thing. So this was a big moment for Peter to go to her hometown uh, we pick it up in at Auburn University where uh, Madison's uh, father is an assistant basketball coach there. And then we go to a beautiful home, wherever that was. Their beautiful home there in Auburn, which I thought was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love that style. <laughs> yeah, it was a very nice style. Uh, very nice. Um, and there is some underlying things with the relationship with Madison and Peter that I don't feel like either of them are doing a great job talking about. And I think it came to the surface during hometowns when the family asked Madison, Madison, pretty much, how much does Peter know about you and your choices and your morals and your values in life, the faith that you hold and why you hold to this faith? And it felt like at that moment she froze. And like I'm assuming what we saw, she wanted to say is he doesn't know a lot about it, Mm -hmm. which is obviously to the people that know and love Madison best the most foundational important thing about who she is and what makes her tick. Yeah. I feel like when we're watching that part, I kind of feel for Madison because her parents are like, have you had these serious conversations? And she's like, well, I, I've broached the topic. We've definitely discussed it, but I think in her head, she's probably like, you guys don't understand this process. I've had two one-on-ones with him. Like that's two dates. Like, would you be bringing this stuff up on your third date in real life? Like it's not, you really want to like create a camaraderie before you start getting that serious. I do agree. I think there's an intentionality to it all. I think, and I've said this before, I think it's the part that Peter has missed on the most all season is digging in and asking the important digging question. Digging in. Okay. So that's that's definitely I think his he needs to help this guide is his main issue. Is when she brings up to him in the last episode, like to talk about any of those things is is not easy. You know, Jessica and I, I'd say it took us a, a few dates when we really started to talk about, hey, these are my expectations. These who this is who I want to be. This is how I need you to respect me and like honor me mm-hmm. as a person. We both shared that to each other early on so that I could be the man that she needed me to be to her and she could be the woman that I needed her to be to me. That wasn't too far into our relationship that we started to have those kind of conversations. Just say, as we progress forward, just know these are my boundaries. These are my standards. These are This is how I need to be treated and this is what I know I want in a relationship. That wasn't too far along in our relationship. So, so here's the problem. Mm-hmm. 
And again, let me preface this with saying I am a Peter fan. I like this guy. I think he got a rough go at it. When Madison brings up to him the topic of faith. Last week. Yes, last week. And why faith was so important to her. I will tell you this. In any dating relationship, show or not, dig in. Ask why. Be curious. Be be incredible. Be so non-apologetically curious that at the end of it, even if you disagree, and even if you have to part ways, at least you understand. And I felt like after that conversation, we glossed over it. And, the, and it last was, week you were saying last, last week that you felt like. It but wasn't I think complete. it's now becoming an issue. It's coming to the surface this week because of the lack of communication last week. I guess I would say to play devil's advocate, like perhaps that stuff was edited out. We're not going to see like this in depth religious conversation. Actually, I'm going to interrupt you there, though. Yeah, I would agree with you that but it could you have been. Still ed- don't think I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate. If I agree with you that it could have been edited out. If at hometowns, when her family asks her how much about this Peter knows and she doesn't like know how to respond, she wouldn't stutter. She wouldn't stutter. Yeah. She would have said, Oh, we had a great conversation about it last week. And this is how he responded to me. This is what we talked about. Instead, she was like, Well, not a lot. Well, I think in that moment with her mom, she was directly referring to saving herself for marriage. And I think Madison was like, I talked about faith with him, but I didn't spell that part out yet. Okay. And. I don't think it's wrong of her to wait to Fantasy Suites to really have that conversation. Becca did. Becca waited until Fantasy Suites for crystals. Yeah. I mean, crystals. I think it's a fair time. I think because there's a connotation around Fantasy Suites, you're going to be spending the night together. What do you expect? What do you want? Like, I think expectations have to get set on both sides. We don't know what happens next week with any of this. But what we do know is that it has to be talked about now. Like it has to, this, we have to see both of those, Madison and Peter, step up and start sharing who they are as people if we're going to root for them to be an actual couple afterwards. Well, we see at the end of the episode, she pulls him aside. She's obviously about to go tell him that. Fair. I I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I would assume, but yeah. again, can we really assume anything on this show? So I think we see her pulling him aside, and I think that's where she's first going to tell him that she's going to wait till marriage. And then we see them on a in a date setting where she go where she says something along the lines of, "I'm not going to be okay." She say, "I'm not going to be okay with you sleeping yeah. with anybody else," or "I would consider leaving if I knew yeah. that you sleep with anybody else." Yes, we do see that. So here, Ashley, is where I Which we may come up with some parallels to the Luke situation, but I don't think we should approach that until next week when we actually see the conversation go down. But here's the thing that we'll be watching for. How Madison presents the topic. Of course. Is it demeaning? Is does it feel like she is putting Peter in a corner? Does it feel like she is diminishing who what he feels is right and wrong? Yeah. Or is she open to having a conversation so that she can share who she is? So Peter can share who he is and they can come to some type of agreement and understanding in the middle. I think that will be the difference between Luke P and Madison. Okay, so the crux of the argument last or okay, there was so many problems with Luke P. But a lot of people had the problem with him that he said that he was trying to tell Hannah what to do with her body. And in this case, it might be Madison telling Peter the same. Is there going to be a double standard? I think, listeners, please write us in at the Ben and Ashley I at my... uh, 
please write us at Ashley at iheartmedia.com. Let us know your thoughts. Will there be a double standard? Again, we are assuming, we are predicting, but write us in and say, what is it that you're looking for in that conversation with Madison? Because here's the other problem, Ashley. I want, and I believe that these conversations need to exist in relationships. So how are they done correctly? And then how are they also done poorly? Yeah. So that's going to be really interesting to see how, how Madison handles it next week. I agree. Huge storyline. And, we can't, cannot neglect the final hometown date. When we come back, we are going to finish breaking down this episode. We're going to talk Victoria F. And then we might just have to come back around and close out this episode by talking about the rose ceremony. We'll be back with the Almost Famous Podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel, and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, 
if someone presented this program to me and not just because I've already experienced it. Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Victoria F's hometown is, oh, it felt so good for not very long. <laughs> Ashley, all season. I mean, honestly, it was brought up to me with Becca and Jesse when they came into the podcast. It's when I first recognized that Victoria F has this tendency to run away, to kind of like flip the conversation a little bit, but also just that her and Peter's relationship felt so unhealthy. It starts out great, but Ashley. Oh my god, this Tell is us actually more. wacky. It's actually wacky when you think about the fact that he kept her after all this. It's really like, what the hell does she do to him? Producer Amy thinks that she has like a voodoo doll. And like <laughs> she's doing some sort of spells on him. Which actually at this point doesn't even seem like that wacky. Um, okay, so they're out on a date. Hunter Hayes shows up, which is funny because, you know, another country star. I would ask her right away. You haven't dated Hunter Hayes, right? Did you hear the li- you know the lyrics to that song? It's yeah. like this. It's like crazy. Um, is it? Um, I don't need crazy. I what is it? I do, I don't want easy. I want crazy. Yeah. Like I wonder if they were playing into that. Uh, I I think the show always has some undertones to it. I, I believe that fully. So then his ex. Marissa comes up and it seems like they have a very friendly, trusting relationship. They may be exes, but it seems like they ended on good terms or they ended a very long time ago and they just don't care what happened anymore. But she seems like a a resource um, that he would trust. And she comes up to him 
and says, I'm really worried about you pursuing this, this stuff further with Victoria. She has a really bad reputation around here in the Virginia Beach area. And then, you know, if I were Peter, this is one of those times, Ben, where he doesn't dig. I'd be like, what What do you mean? Like, tell me everything. I'd be like, tell me everything. He's and, shocked. He is. He's yeah? shocked and thrown off. And I think Ashley, in this moment, too, he had had such a good day with a woman he's obviously into that it just felt defeating. I think he was just defeated. Yeah, he was like, again, more drama with her again. So Marissa says that Victoria F. has broken up relationships in the past, has meddled, and those relationships have gone kaputi after her involvement. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't dig further than that. And I would be like, tell me everything that you know. But then again, okay. And then from our sources that we hear that are close to the situation, who have known Victoria in the past in Virginia Beach. And we hope to have one of these sources on the podcast um, by the end of the season. But right now I can just say that allegedly they say that she has broken up marriages, her friends' marriages. We don't have 100% confirmation of this. All we're saying is that our source is telling us that that is their opinion of what has gone down between Victoria and some other men in the Virginia Beach area. This is obviously just something we've heard. It is not confirmed by any means. But no matter what, this is a heavy situation for Peter to process. I cannot imagine being in his footsteps, going on a great date with somebody he cares about, having somebody come up to you randomly who you've dated and saying, Peter, I think you're a great guy, and as a result, I need you to know this. That is, I mean, watching this, again, is one of those moments that we talk about every season. It's like one of those moments where we're like, this becomes very real very quickly, and I feel for Peter because you see it in his eyes where it's just like, I don't, like, I don't even understand. Like, I don't get what you're saying. And let's cut it there because I think the most important piece of this is Marissa is sharing something with Peter. He ends it with going, I don't understand. I just feel defeated. I'm confused. We pick it up again with at Peter showing up at the doorsteps, sharing that only. Hey, Victoria. I don't understand. I, I feel defeated. I'm confused. This is what was said to me, and I need to ask you about it because I just need to get it out there. I, 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 can't pro- I care about you too much to let this hang over us. And I thought her response was wildly unfair to him. <laughs> okay, so first, let's just say that she does address the relationship breaking in like the first line she says. Like, Does she say, like, I, I, we need, I wish I could have the quote. But she says something like, I absolutely have not. That is absolutely not the truth, right? Something along the lines of like denial. There was yeah, denial. There was one sentence of denial before she flips the entire conversation and makes it about how he came here to see her family and how she can't believe that he's bringing something like that up. And it was just like a whole thing where she flipped the conversation and made herself the victim in it. What do we call that? What what is that called? There's I'm I'm sure there's some like millennial that gas is gaslighting. gaslighting. This is like a new yeah, expression it's a, it's that I'm not really thing, sure. I, it's such a millennial thing. I I'm trying to learn what it means, but it basically means like taking a situation and like making the other person 
feel bad about even bringing it up in the first place. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, it makes it's trying to make the other person feel crazy in the situation. Yeah, and that's what exactly what we were feeling here. Let's like, it definitely was trying to make him feel crazy. I thought it was so unfair because I really do. Everybody's given Peter so much heat this season, like so much, so much heat. And they've also given the ladies a lot of heat as well. I'm saying yeah. that it's not like they haven't got off scot free. Yeah. But I thought he handled this really well. I thought he went into it, took a deep breath. He wasn't angry. He didn't come out with emotion. He just said, Victoria, I need to know this. And all of a sudden, he had to get defensive because she's going, you came all the way here. And I was so excited for you to yeah. meet my family. And you had to bring this up. And he's like, Victoria, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I need to talk to my partner right now. So many things. He does handle these situations really well. Like, he, do, he does not have a temper. Like, he does not flare up. He, like, really is able to stay even-keeled. I think it's super impressive. But I can't believe that he's actually saying so even-keeled when she's flipping this conversation on him. Like, at, at this point, he should probably say something like, You stop doing this. Back, stop. I need to know about what Marissa said. And he never stopped her and never readdressed the actual crux of the situation. It's actually the truth of all this too, is there's an interesting moment where he's standing there in the uh, like driveway or in the road with Victoria. And she starts saying some stuff to him. And, and as we watched it together, everybody was like, what, like, what is she saying? And Peter's first response was, what are you saying? Like, this isn't making any sense to me. And it wasn't making any sense to any of us. And we leave this conversation, all of us, really frustrated, feeling really bad for Peter. And also, I mean, in a sense, just that this conversation had to exist in general. And also, really confused if it was true or not. Because Victoria never completed no, it, a sentence. Oh, no, no. I was not confused. Because if anything, her silence... And her not denying the allegations was was her telling him exactly what happened, and that was that what Marissa said was true. If I if some, I'm, I'm trying to put myself into her shoes. So if there was something that was asked of me that was not true, like if somebody sat down and said, "Ben, I've heard this about you, and this is what I've heard. I need to know." I think. Defense being defensive right away is a, a natural response. I think you could be like, whoa, 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 this is what, like, you, but then all of a sudden, I think there's a calmness to it and go, I need you to know that this is not true. And I don't know how to prove it to you, but please, like, understand that what, what was ever said is not the case. Or, like, there's a confirmation there of just saying, like, I know right now this feels heavy. I know it feels weird, but, like, we're, like, I'm willing to work with you for you to understand that this, these allegations aren't true. And like, I just need you to stick with me as we try to figure this out. I think that's the fair response. Instead, we got a lot of like open ended thoughts of like, why don't you want to meet my family? This is so sad. Moving us into then the next morning, which I didn't even know. I thought that he, I thought he broke up with her. I was like, what is this? He just left in the car. There was no conclusion there. Exactly. So, Moving us in the next morning, everybody pretty much assumed that Victoria F. was gone, that, that she and that Peter had broken up with her. He's in some hotel room. I can't believe they couldn't have found him a nicer hotel. That thing looked, <laughs> it looked good. It looks like something that I've, I've never, I haven't stayed in a long time. Um, <laughs> uh, but Victoria knocks the door. And Ashley, we pick it up here with a conversation that still didn't feel... Conclusive. Conclusive. 
it felt like a very similar conversation to the night before, except there was no blaming and no shaming. Me. Yeah, it was like a better conversation as far as like tonality goes, but there still was no there was no substance to it. Here's what I don't like about it, though. The conversation only got to a place of substance because Peter started out right away by apologizing. Why, why is he apologizing? Exactly. What in the world? Why is he apologizing Peter? first? Moving she us in, does have a voodoo doll. Meaning, moving us into the rose ceremony where expectations are that probably Victoria F. is going home, but nobody really knows. But the, like, he decides to take her. He decides to take her to the rose ceremony. He does, which this is, is shocking. Shocking, but also as a viewer, you're sitting there going, okay, let's see how this plays out. We have so much information now. You're very calm, Ben. We've because seen. Because I think most people were like, not let's see how this plays out. Most people were cursing at him through the TV. Oh, I have a feeling that people were. Are, are, I have a feeling that this will not be a great episode for Peter. And, and that is so sad to me because I really wanted to see these next few episodes be really good for him so that he came out of this on top. And I still believe he will. I, again, I still believe there's time, and I still believe that we'll end this by going, hey, he might have not been the best Bachelor ever that we would have expected, but he's been good, and he tried so hard, and he cared so much, and I th- and I know Bachelor Nation will root for him. Can we can we say that like some people can be fantastic, good-charactered, kind-hearted people and just not make a good Bachelor? Like just because you don't handle the process that well doesn't mean that you're not a great person. You're just not a great bachelor. Yeah, let's not hate. I don't think anybody out there hates Peter. I think a lot of people are upset with this season. I don't think they're going. Oh, Peter is awful. We've I've never heard that. Yeah. People are saying Peter isn't what we were hoping for. Maybe. Um. But we don't. We and we just don't love this season because it's hard to root for anybody. And it's a little bit of a disappointment because we expected big things from him. Like I think expectations were so high for Peter that I I felt like he was set up to fail. So many people are just saying he should have just been from Hannah with Hannah B from the start. I mean, at this point I'm, I'm not shocked if that still happens. And and I, but that's a whole nother conversation. Hey, so we get to the rose ceremony. Long story short, Kelsey goes home. Victoria F stays. Madison stays. Hannah Ann stays. Ashley, I will let you have your moment here. (laughs) Because I think you, along with a lot of other people at that moment, were yelling at the screen. So I knew that once he, I mean, I knew in my soul, not like as a fact, that when he brought Victoria F. to that rose ceremony, she was going to stay. So I immediately, in my head, eliminated Kelsey. Because if he was going to eliminate Victoria, he would have just done it in Virginia Beach. Yeah. So I was not shocked come the rose ceremony. But you were upset. But I also was shocked. Like, but I was just shocked that it like actually happened. And I, I, I just can't believe that he let a girl through after those allegations were presented and he didn't dig to find out the truth about them. That is what's mind-boggling to me, is that for some reason, he doesn't even want to know if it was true. Or he wants to ignore it for as long as he possibly can. I think a lot of viewers watched this week's episode with frustration at the end. I think they were frustrated. I think they felt like there was a lot of like anger and just confusion. I think a lot of people are on the edge of their seat for next week, not because they're looking forward to it, but because they just want to see some type of conclusion. And I also think Bachelor Nation out there is really wanting some type of beauty from this season. And there's been very few beautiful moments. Yes. Very few moments to celebrate. 
but what a cliffhanger between Victoria getting through, which is just like a cliffhanger in its in itself because it's just so mind boggling, and then with Madison pulling Peter aside. I can't wait to see how that conversation goes. I was like, Ben, we got to get the screener right now. I can't wait another week. I cannot wait another week. I I think this. I'm glad Madison did it then. I was sitting there and I was trying to think about, do I like this decision by her to pull him now? I, like I think it was a good decision. I think it, it gives him some time to think about it. It gives her some time to think about it. They have a long flight to Australia. It gets it, it off her chest. It gets it off her chest. It gets it out there. You know what? I hope, and the one thing we have to give, I don't know if we've seen a bachelor console and work through really difficult conversations as well as Peter has just by keeping his temper down. I think he's done a great job of that. I don't think he asks a lot of questions in return, but I think he keeps a very even keel. And I believe he is, this is the thing, Peter might be the most approachable bachelor we've ever seen. I 100% agree. He I is, think he is, yeah. And, and so, like, I, I bet Madison feels comfortable, which yeah. is so important in relationships, yeah. to go up to Peter at any moment and say, Peter, this is on my mind. This is hurting me. This is something I need to get off my chest. Will you talk to me about it? And I bet Peter is happy to talk about it. I think he lo- will look at Madison and go, I'm so glad you told me. But. All right. We don't know yet. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a season of up and downs. It has been a controversial season. It has been a season that very few people are celebrating, but a lot of people are watching. I'm hoping for beauty in the following weeks. Ashley, as we've done every week, we've graded Peter. Mm -hmm. After this week, and your final thoughts on the episode, what's your grade of Peter and what's your final thoughts on this episode? For this episode, I think that Peter gets a D. A D. Fair. Fair. <laughs> okay. Wait, do I have to, what's the other one? Final thoughts on the episode. My final thoughts on the episode are about the teaser. I need to know, we need to talk about the teaser because I think Victoria F comes through as a villain because I think she's like, Madison is telling him that he's not allowed to sleep with other girls. And she gets really sassy about that. Also, very interesting part of the teaser is it shows that these three final girls are living together in the same suite. Normally, once you t- you get top four, you're separated completely throughout the entire process except at rose ceremonies. So I think to enhance the drama and any tension between Madison and Victoria, they've put all the girls together in the one suite. It's an interesting episode. It's going to be wild. Yeah, the three women living together. Ashley... You're wrong very, very little from the show. (laughs) We'll be excited to watch the next episode. Let's cheer for some beauty. Let's cheer for some love. Let's cheer that all of these women in this process, um, glad that they did it. We've said it every year that at the end of all of this, all we ask is that the women look at this whole thing and say, at least I'm glad I did it. And right now, it feels like a few of the women might not be glad they did it. I can't imagine Victoria F. comes out of this... I hope, and I'm rooting for Peter. Uh, My grade on Peter would be low this week, but it's also just because I feel like he needs to ask more questions. But my grade of him overall is high. I'm a Peter fan. I like the guy. I really want to see him find somebody from this. And if he doesn't from this, then I know he's going to be just fine on the other side. And Uh, he should probably just go ahead and be now. Let's root for (laughs) Peter uh, in the coming months. Everybody, wild episode of the Almost Famous Podcast, and of The Bachelor, uh, we have breaking news that we need to discuss. 
uh, a, a difficult topic to talk about. Friends of this podcast, friends of ours, uh, we've attended the weddings. They've um, attended my wedding. They've attended Ashley's wedding. <clears throat> um, Crystal and Chris have announced publicly a split. Ashley, a what do we know about it? So they're calling it a separation. They both need time to develop you know, their own selves more. Uh, we don't really have much information. I saw Crystal last week. Um, I'm going to be honest. I knew that there were rumors flying, but I truly did not know how to approach the situation the topic when it was at a live podcast and it just wasn't very private and we reached out we haven't heard anything from them yet and it's just really it's really sad but i'm gonna keep hope and thinking that it is a separation they've not announced a divorce and if anyone can come back together these two wild people can do it because you know they they've even gone through situations like this before last december they kind of broke up or they were really on the rocks and they made a decision to stay together and well now a year later it seems like they're not making the decision to stay together but they're also not filing for divorce papers so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see in a couple of months these two rekindle things. There isn't a lot of information out there yet, but the statement reads this from Crystal and Chris. It hurts to announce that at this moment we have mutually decided to separate. They said in a statement to BachelorNation.com. This is the official website of Bachelor Show Producers. Never did we imagine the scenario, but we've come to a point where we both need to work on ourselves. We are best friends that love and care for each other so deeply. We've appreciated everyone's love and support so far throughout our journey, and we just ask that you please respect our privacy as we navigate through this process. That's all we know at this point. We're rooting for them. Um, they, they just recently got married in May, uh, so it's a new relationship, and we all know that relationships aren't easy. And as Ashley can attest, marriage uh, is fun. It's, it's enjoyable, but it is not easy all the it's time it's not rainbows and butterflies and, and and so hey we're sending up our best wishes to crystal and chris and we hope to hear from one of them soon on this podcast to give all of us a little more info when they're ready when they're ready hey bachelor nation uh go to bachelor live on stage.com we'll be coming to an area near you very soon with that i've been ben i've been ashley bye Later, guys, guys. i cannot wait to talk to you next week because it's going to be so good and i can't wait for the next episode she's very excited Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.